From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb. And I'm Hillary Emmer. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody. Welcome to The Sounding Board. Um, today with us, we have a exciting guest, um, Camille O'Dell. She is the director of the school counseling program at Utah State University. Welcome, welcome, Camille. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Nate. Excited to be here and talk with you. Well, I'm excited too. So you guys, not everyone listening knows this, but I am a recent, soon to be recent, graduate from the Utah State University School Counseling Program here in December. Um, So I've got to know Camille pretty well the last couple of years. Um, So Camille, tell us a little bit about what you do at Utah State um, with the school counseling program. Sure, sure. And you're graduating in December, Nate. We're excited that you can be out there officially. I know you've been out for a bit doing your internship. Um, And it's great to talk with you a little bit about our program. I've been the director of USU's MED program in school counselor education for the last 10 years, 11 years actually, now that I think about it. And prior to that, I was the associate director. So I'm responsible for um, the admissions process for our students, as well as then accreditation for the program. And I um, oversee faculty and curriculum for the program up here at USU. We have the unique opportunity um, to train school counselors who are located across the state of Utah. So we not only have um, on-campus facilities where students who live in Cache Valley can participate in our program right here on USU campus, we have locations across the state for USU education centers. And in our cohort that we brought on board in 2019, we have students located in 53 cities. Across, across the state. We have in that cohort 85 students. Now they're, they've just started their second year. Yeah, and we, we are just so pleased to be able to do outreach for the state of Utah. Every state has um, a university that's associated with, with outreach and it's USU. And I know that U of U does some as well, but but we have um, outreach responsibility for school counselors and we love that training um, people across the state who are going to stay in the areas where they live currently for the most part and serve the students there. Man, that's awesome. So correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't every single county have a Utah State Extension that people can use for like, if they're part of the broadcast cohorts? You know, yes, every single county in the state does. Now, we don't activate in, in areas where there, you know, we don't have anyone, obviously. And there aren't USU education centers at each one of those, but they could go to a high school. You've probably heard about that. And some of our students do um, attend class, participate in class. Um, during our evening broadcast from a high school where there's equipment that has been set up for them. And then others are at the main U.S. Youth Center. So those are located in uh, Salt Lake City at Taylorsville. And then um, a large one is also at uh, the Caseville Education Center in Caseville. Um, then in um, Utah Valley would be in Orem. And then, of course, we have a, 
a rather large one um, down in the southern part of the state located in Washington County. Nice, man. So I don't know, the last couple of years have been, okay, this year specifically has been kind of different. Like, you know, with COVID and everything it has definitely changed the landscape of education. Have you noticed any changes and trends in the ways that school counselor prep programs are adapting to train their counselors to the, the new differences that we're facing? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. This is unprecedented. We never dreamed that we would have um, the situation that we, we do now. So mm -hmm. what we have um, incorporated here at USU is what we um, refer to here at USU as the hybrid format. Using a hybrid format, those students that I mentioned who are located across the state of Utah can either go to those broadcast sites and participate on Tuesday evenings in the broadcast just as they always have. Our instructors are originating from either here on the campus at USU or down in that Salt Lake City Center. But at the same time, running simultaneously is a Zoom meeting for everyone who is in the cohort that needs to participate via Zoom rather than in person. We started that in, in the summer and we continued through fall and that's how we're going to be doing it in, um, in spring 2021. And that way, students who for any of the myriad reasons that you can imagine, all the, all the way from they have COVID themselves, which, you know, on occasion and not frequently, but we do have a few students who have had it to someone they live with that has COVID or childcare issues or just simply um, they, they have to avoid being with other people because of a compromised immune system. Right. So for any of those reasons, plus many, many others, that Zoom meeting that runs simultaneously allows them to participate with people in that cohort across the state but to not have to be there live face-to-face um, -face in person. Man, that, that is pretty cool, that hybrid option. And that's a, lot of, that's, a, that's a lot of, that is something that a lot of like public schools, like second education are starting to implement as well around the state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, that, that, is, that is really helpful. Um, now, we all know that Utah is booming, like more and more schools are populating as more and more people are moving to Utah, families are growing. And as there are more students in the state, there is a need for more school counselors. And it is no secret that there is a desperate need for school counselors. We are in a huge shortage. Um, so is like, is Utah State doing anything to actively recruit more school counselors to try and address this shortage? Yes, and you know, the reasons that you mentioned, people moving to Utah, we have larger families than, than other states um, in the nation. And then another, another issue that's contributing in a very positive way for school counseling is that the legislature, the last couple of sessions in 2018, and again in 2019, they appropriated large amounts of money to bring school counselors and other health professionals into elementary level school counseling. And you know, we've advocated for this for years as a school counseling profession because we know the um, value of early intervention. So we've been working on this for decades. And then I think with the increased levels of anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. the legislature responded and it's been really phenomenal to be able to have our graduates now 
find positions open in those elementary schools. Now, sometimes they, uh, the school counselors at elementary levels come in from secondary levels in the district where they're already employed. But naturally, for students who are graduating, now there are openings at the elementary level and then vacated openings at secondary levels. So, you know, hiring is absolutely the very best that I've ever seen in the 20 years I've been either the associate or the director of this program. We just, for the last few years, every person who has graduated and who wants a position has, has offers waiting. And that could not be a better scenario for our graduates. We, we are just thrilled. So to answer your question though, as a faculty in administration of the USU MED program to train school counselors, we recognize that we, we need to train more school counselors. So what we have been doing in 2019, we accepted 89 students to the program. Actually, as it turns out, it was 12, 88, and we're down to 85. We lost three students, and that generally happens in the first semester with people who just find, maybe they have a full-time job. That was the case with a couple of people, and they, they just weren't able to do that as well as handle right. yeah, everything else. But we have, we have 85 now who are in their second year. That's 20 more than we've ever had before. So usually then, with your with so usually with your distance learning cohorts, it's been closer to like fifty or sixty. Well, the year be, in two thousand and seventeen, we graduated fifty five. There, once you started in two thousand and seventeen in that cohort, we graduated fifty five. Now, then the next time it was sixty five, and we're going to be up to you know graduating more like around eighty five. And then Man. you you attended, of course, um, face to face in the the Caseville right um format and that's where our instructors travel down and we have students there now we're running that by the way the same hybrid format so the instructors are there in fact i'm one this fall you remember that i always teach that fall semester i'd love to get to know the students right so it's it's myself and, and dr barker who teach in caseville and we are both there every thursday evening live and in addition we're running Zoom at the same time. I mentioned that in reference to your, to your question because in addition to accepting 50% more students to that statewide cohort the last time we did admissions to our Kaysville cohort, we have 54 on board. They oh. just started this fall. Now you know that you're just finishing out, and in your group it was 36. Yeah, and that was a that was a that was a full class, but that we weren't hybrid. Full... We were not. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I will tell you this, Nate. So we opened up the divider so that I want to assure people that may be listening that we're able to do social distancing even if all of those oh, 54 yes. students attend because oh, we yes. opened the divider, and before we even did admissions, we made certain that. If every student wanted to attend, and you know, maybe that will be the outcome by the second year that yeah. we have a vaccine protocol that has been established and implemented, and we can meet again. Um, so that that, in addition to accepting more students to the statewide format, we've accepted 
you know, work, work at the Chaseville Court. And this is our effort to graduate more school counselors. We, we just want to make sure that, you know, we, we try to have ratios in Utah that means the school counselors can be effective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know at times in Utah, we've had ratios where the school counselors are closer to four or 500 students per counselor. Um, and we all know that we want to get that down to 350 or 250. Um, so like, that's, I mean, that's awesome. So you guys have essentially, you've, I mean, you doubled, okay, not quite, but I mean, pretty much, you know, increased by 50% your, your online cohorts. And then additionally, you're adding 20 to 30 more people in your face-to-face cohorts. So that's huge. Um, so that's, that's a great response. I have to thank our faculty because it really does mean a lot more work for them. We've been able to um, assure them that we can bring, we have terrific teaching assistants that that assist and our students have also been fantastic. And I do want to let you know that we've still kept all of the requirements for admission exactly what they were prior to accepting these larger cohorts. But we have had people who have, you know, learned about the school counselor shortage and it's the profession they've been interested in or become interested in. So we just had stellar applicants and we haven't reduced the um, qualifications or the eligibility um, requirements at all. And in fact, the people that we accepted to these last two cohorts, the statewide in 2019 and the Kaysville in 2020, are equally as qualified with just as high of GRE or MAT scores, GPA, and they all complete those prerequisite classes with the year above. So I just express my gratitude to um, our faculty to USU for the terrific support out there and to these students that are extraordinary. Yeah, I feel like that Utah State was a little bit ahead of the curve when we all got shot onto online learning because, I mean, the university had already had so much experience with online learning because of their all their different distance sites and all the different cohorts that had already been broadcast cohorts. And so, like, when we all had to go to distance learning, it was like, all right, well, Let's do what we've always been doing. And it helps too that, you know, they're already 100% online with the, like the coursework. Like we were never taking home papers or anything. Like everything's already on Canvas. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the new school counselors coming in. And I'm excited that there are a lot <laughs> of them coming in. Now, are those cohorts filling up pretty fast? Like do you, are, are you receiving tons of applications or was it something you kind of had to advertise once the limit grew? You know, I want to just um, reiterate and, you know, thank you for your insight because it would not have been possible to add the additional students to help with the school counselor shortage if we hadn't had that terrific base that USU has um, established to be the land-grant institution in the state. So, as you point out, we've always offered the uh, broadcast and you you know right at the beginning that first question can we activate sites across the state absolutely we have people in Escalante Blanding there are six sites where there's just one student there and that wouldn't have been possible um, to do with COVID and offer the classes 
so that a student can take them via Zoom had we not had the experience and that groundwork. You know, it really has been phenomenal. And so in terms of, of the, the landscape, the people who are applying to the program now, I am getting a lot of inquiries. Now our application deadline is May 1st, right. and I've gotten a lot of inquiries. We already have some admissions in. Generally what my advisement staff tells people who inquires to uh, submit their applications starting in about January or February, but ahead of that, if people want to. Now, last year to that group that I told you we admitted 54, we had 125 applications. Not all of those um, met our requirements, but but we had we had a fair number of applications. Um, and I encourage people to apply um, and especially to look into the program so that they can be prepared. Mm-hmm. And yes, we, we've had a lot of interest in, in the program. And asking about promotion, we are just going to be doing that. So for the past oh, five years or longer, we've been sending to the superintendents as well as principals across the state an email just letting them know that we are seeing a shortage of school counselors, just like all educators. You know, right. we have a shortage of teachers, school psychologists, school nurses, and, and it's because of that burgeoning child population that we have. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's extraordinarily positive in terms of having elementary level positions and having a, an active burgeoning um, child population, but it is a challenge. And we have let schools, superintendents, school superintendents, and principals know that we, we are experiencing a shortage and that we are inviting them to encourage people who are interested and who feel they could meet the qualifications to please apply. Mm-hmm. So that we, and and to, to let you know, it's not only USU, U of U has been working too to possibly be able to add some students to, to theirs. And you um, uh, is looking into um, starting a training program too. Mm-hmm. And I'm delighted because, you know, we really, we really are facing an increasingly vast number of students. And we're just delighted that we can train school counselors to meet the needs of those K-12 students. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I love hearing that news that, that more and more colleges are jumping on the train to produce more school counselors. Right. So right. if there was someone in front of you right now that was expressing interest in school counseling, why choose school counseling? Why become a school counselor? You know, that's a great question. And there are people who call with that question. And I, I start with, if you feel compelled to serve the needs of K through 12 individuals in the state, children and adolescents in the state, and you're interested in the mental health aspect, you know, uh, social and emotional learning, this is a nice track to be in. And I always encourage people, look carefully at teaching, look carefully at the other mental health positions. School counseling, though, is unique amongst mental health school professionals in that we deal with the regular ed population. Mm-hmm. And what, what we're working to is to, to steer all students from those, the first moment they enter, to get students prepared to enter higher education or a training, a training program 
when they finished high school because, you know, the stats are just irrefutable for years now that a high school education doesn't provide the level of training that meets the needs of employers anymore. Right. Um, for, the, for the most part, and especially at a level that could provide for the person without help from outside sources. So, right. So, secondary you know, training, I, yeah. Right. And so we, um, post-secondary training is our, is our goal to prepare, prepare K through 12 students. So that's starting with kindergarten and pre-kindergarten across, across all of the age ranges. And so I tell people who inquire about that, if you'd like to work with students to assist them in the varying needs of completing successfully K through 12 education and being prepared to um, enroll in post-secondary training. And that includes technical college, that in colleges and other training programs. It doesn't need to be a four or a, you know, a 16 year um, institution, um, but, but nonetheless, we do like to make sure that we prepare students for that. And that's exciting for some people. And, and, and it's exciting to me. And I feel like our graduates find that they love what they do. Right. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, yeah. I, I find that all the time, Nate. And I, I'm not the one that people would come to, I think, if they were unhappy. But nonetheless, I don't hear about that very much. And we really try to talk with people before they come on board so that they do know where they're going to be headed in their profession. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, thank you so much. I, I've learned a lot. Um, I hope our listeners have benefited a lot from all the things we've talked about. Um, if you are interested in becoming a school counselor and you're listening to this, go check out Utah State's website. Um, you can just Google Utah State Counseling or Utah State University School Counseling Program. That's how I learned about the program. Um, and you'll see, you'll get everything you need to. Um, but yeah, um, thanks Camille for coming on. And yeah, that's a wrap. See you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive bi-monthly newsletters to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go. Let's go.